Hey, this is Bridget. If you haven't heard episode one, go back and start there. This episode will make a lot more sense that way. Think a minute about where you were in the beginning of 2008, almost a decade after Tommy Thompson proposed Wisconsin's high-speed rail line. We'll help jog your memory. It's the year Breaking Bad debuts on AMC. So you do have a plan. Yeah, Mr. White. Yes, science. During the Oscars that year, No Country for Old Men wins Best Picture. What business is it of yours? Where I'm from? Friendo? Low by Flo Rida and T-Pain has been at the top of the charts for months. And there's a presidential election going on. Illinois Senator Barack Obama is winning primaries, like the one in Wisconsin. Where better to affirm our ideals than here in Wisconsin, where a century ago the progressive movement was born? But during all of this, something is happening under the surface, and people like Dan Schuf are starting to worry. Dan Schuf works for Wisconsin Governor Jim Doyle, a Democrat. Schuf is the Deputy Secretary of the State Department of Administration. For those of you who aren't super familiar with the ins and outs of state government, the DOA is sometimes referred to as the Department of All. State government is a multi-billion dollar operation, and the DOA basically runs it. So on a Friday in early 2008, he's getting ready for a meeting about the budget. Our um, bond advisor was Bear Stearns. And in the language, you know, it's a PowerPoint, but they call it a deck. So they're going to produce a deck for us to bring into this meeting about should we bond, should we gas tax? These meetings happen all the time in state government. The state is always bonding or borrowing to pay for buildings and roads. Firms like Bear Stearns help run the numbers. So this deck has to come to us on Friday for a Monday morning meeting. They go out of business over the weekend. And they were one of the early canary in the coal mines. They are gone. Today's announcement from Bear Stearns and the New York Fed coming as a shock to Wall Street because just two days ago... Bear Stearns is sold to J.P. Morgan Chase for just $2 a share. Its collapse is the first peak at what's to come. People don't necessarily realize it right now, but at this point in 2008, the U.S. economy is already in a recession, and it's about to get worse. So why are we talking about this? Because this recession, the worst since the Great Depression, creates panic. There's pressure on government to help, to build things like highways and railroads. And Tommy Thompson's plan for a high-speed train is given new life. From Wisconsin Public Radio, I'm Bridget Bowden. And I'm Sean Johnson. This is Derailed. It caught Dan Schuf's attention when Bear Stearns went under, but mostly it's business as usual in 2008. Nobody in state government is talking about trains because why would they? There's an Amtrak line from Milwaukee to Chicago, but mostly transportation in Wisconsin means roads. State government is in charge of highways, bridges, overpasses. And the guy in charge of all of that back in 2008 is Frank Busalaki, Wisconsin's Secretary of Transportation. Frank Busalaki started his career driving a garbage truck. Then he moved up to a semi. He was a teamster and eventually ran the union's powerful local in Milwaukee. So when I walked in the door of a politician or I went to Madison or whatever, there was like an alert, you know, 
The Teamsters are here. What do they want? He got to know some of the most powerful elected officials in Wisconsin, including Jim Doyle. He endorsed Doyle in the crowded primary for governor in 2002. And he remembers where he was the day after Doyle won the general election. Nice secretary comes running and she says, she says, Jim Doyle's on the phone. And I pick up the phone. He says, what are you doing? And I says, I'm just sitting here. I says, I'm reading the paper. I'm really happy, you know. He says, get in your car and drive up here right now. Frank Busalaki was Jim Doyle's first cabinet pick, and transportation secretary is a choice spot. The DOT secretary controls a mega budget. They get to cut ribbons for highway projects. Everyone knows them. It's the perfect job for a teamster, someone who made his living on trucks and highways. But there's something else you should know about Frank Busalaki. I really, really like passenger trains. Remember how Tommy Thompson found his love for trains as a kid growing up in small-town Elroy? It was similar for Frank Busalaki, but in Milwaukee. I grew up in the Third Ward. The big train depot was down there. It was a magnificent building. And then, of course, as kids, we always rode the, the streetcar out to West Dallas. For most of his tenure, Frank Busalaki has other stuff to deal with. He's basically state government's chief road builder, like every transportation secretary before him. But trains are still a passion project for him. And he's been pushing them at the national level for a few years, when Senator Joe Biden is named Barack Obama's running mate. Busalaki wants to talk to Biden, and he sees an opening when the senator visits a firehouse in Cudahy, Wisconsin. So I went, and I asked his staffer, I said, I need five minutes with him. Biden's staffer agrees, and Busalaki makes his way to the little office in the firehouse. They shake hands. He says, what's up, Frank? And I told him, I said, Senator, I know you ride the train all the time. I know where you live, you know. And he kind of laughed about it. He says, what, are you following me? And I says, no, no, no. I says, I says, I know you're a train guy. I know you, you get it. You know what's going on. You get it. We need... We need you and Barack Obama to get on the train, to get on board. Busalaki makes his pitch for the Midwest Rail Initiative. He says states need passenger rail funding. And he says, OK, Frank. He says, I won't forget you. And I left. Busalaki and Biden head to a room full of firefighters where Biden is giving a stump speech in front of a parked fire truck. And he was in the process of completing his speech, and he said, and one more thing, where's uh, Frank? You know, Frank Busalaki is a guy who understands uh, about rail service. And uh, Frank, I promise you, when we get elected, you're going to have passenger rail coming through the Midwest like it never came before. I'm serious. It's coming. It's coming. It wasn't that simple. Remember, there's a recession happening right now. And things are getting worse in a hurry. It's around this time that General Motors announces it's closing its assembly plant in Janesville. GM has been a staple of the local economy for nearly 80 years. People there are shocked. If this, if this product leaves Janesville, and it looks like it's going to, and we're not able to secure something for the future, it, it will devastate our, our community. It will devastate our county. That summer, financial giant Lehman Brothers collapses. Days later, the bottom falls out of the stock market. Can you give us any historic reference on this? Yeah, well, listen. How, how, how big is this from, uh, you know, bad days in the past? 
Yeah, well, listen, I, this is the biggest point drop that has, that has ever been seen uh, in a day. We just hit... Uh, Remember Dan Schuf, the deputy secretary of the Department of Administration, the Department of All? He was still in regular meetings with economists. And for most of the year, they were still optimistic. They insisted a recovery was imminent. It's just around the corner. You know, this, it was, this is dramatic and real, but it's all going to... It's all going to recover, you know. But by late September, it's clear that things are going to get a lot worse. Schuf's boss, Governor Jim Doyle, is getting more and more bad news about Wisconsin's economy and the state budget. We are certainly looking at more than $3 billion in deficit. And it could... A month later, the numbers get worse. The gap we face over the next two fiscal years is $5 billion. And worse. We are going to address a budget deficit that stands at $5.7 billion. At this point, there are not a lot of great options for Jim Doyle. He'll either have to cut state spending or raise taxes dramatically, and even that might not work. Governors around the country are facing these choices, but Jim Doyle has something they don't. One of the most powerful people in the country happens to be from Wisconsin— Democratic Congressman Dave Obey. Obey, who's from Wausau, right in the middle of the state, has been in office since 1969. He climbed the ladder in Congress for decades and is now the chair of one of the most powerful committees in Washington. Welcome to the first meeting of the Appropriations Committee for the new Congress. The House Appropriations Committee is a huge deal in Congress, especially in this moment. Because Democrats control everything in Washington, Obi now has tremendous influence over how the federal government spends its money. Dan Schuf says Dave Obi and Jim Doyle get together to meet in Wausau and decide that the federal government needs to step in to do something to help states like Wisconsin. I mean, it wasn't on the back of a napkin, but they essentially sketched out the stimulus. The stimulus. This is important. This is why we have the train debate in 2010. How it came together, that's after the break. When Jim Doyle and Dave Obi meet to talk about the stimulus, they have a couple goals in mind. One, rescue public schools and government health care programs like Medicaid. These are huge expenses for states and a big reason why Wisconsin's budget deficit kept growing. Two, fund programs to build new infrastructure and create jobs in the process. The thinking is the economy isn't going to fix itself, so the government has to step in and give it a jolt. It would pour money into projects, construction projects. There's a frantic push by state governments to come up with projects that they could get money for. They need shovel-ready projects, and Jim Doyle has one of those. The passenger rail line proposed by Tommy Thompson a decade ago. The reason we were in such a unique position was the planning had been done, the engineering had been done, the right-of-ways were all in place. The project is twofold. First, modernize the Hiawatha rail line between Milwaukee and Chicago. This is already one of the busiest Amtrak corridors in the nation. 
And if there's more money available, add a new passenger rail link between Milwaukee and Madison. I mean, it was it was going to be done within two years. You would have been traveling from Madison to Milwaukee, and then even more importantly, I think, from Milwaukee to Chicago on vastly improved rail tracks at much higher speeds and in much better trains. But just because it was shovel-ready didn't mean it was going to get funded. At this point in 2009, Congress isn't sure what the stimulus needs to be. Recessions like this one don't come around often. At first, it seemed like a long shot. The House passed a stimulus bill with no money for high-speed rail. Back in Wisconsin, Transportation Secretary Frank Busalaki, the teamster with a soft spot for trains, is discouraged. Our group was getting a little down because they just didn't think that, that we, were gonna, we were ever going to get it done. But things change fast. And by the time the stimulus gets signed by President Obama just a few weeks later, the money for high-speed rail has grown dramatically. Busalaki gets the news from the DOT's federal liaison. She came running into the office. She says, you're not going to believe this. And she used the four-letter word. And I says, what do you mean? She says, President Obama just put eight billion dollars in his budget for high-speed rail. So, hang on a minute. How did this happen? How did the stimulus bill go from zero to eight billion dollars for high-speed rail practically overnight? Frank Busalaki actually thinks he may have planted the seed. Remember that time Joe Biden gave him a shout-out at the Cudahy Fire Department? And, uh, Frank, I promise you, when we get elected, you're going to have passenger rail coming through the Midwest like it never came before. I'm serious. It's coming. It's coming. I got to believe that Joe Biden had a lot to do with this. Okay, so maybe this didn't happen because Joe Biden met Frank Busalaki at a firehouse in Cudahy. But the idea that Biden did this, there's probably something to that. Joe Biden was the White House point person on the stimulus bill. And Biden famously rode the Amtrak in Delaware for years. My name is Joe Amtrak Biden. Obviously, we weren't in the room when this deal was finalized. But by most accounts, it was just a few people who made the call to boost rail funding. Ray LaHood was Obama's Secretary of Transportation. I think Rahm Emanuel, the chief of staff at the time to President Obama, And Vice President Biden decided on that number at the last minute. Uh, They thought it was uh, obviously more money than had ever been spent and a good number. And I think the two of them made that decision. The final deal got the president's approval in mid-February. When it's passed, the overall stimulus is nearly $800 billion, with $8 billion set aside for high-speed rail. $8 billion. That's $8 billion times more had ever been spent on high-speed rail in America. And that's thanks to the vision of President Obama. Now, the race was on for states to compete for the funding. Jim Doyle starts immediately. One week after the stimulus is signed into law, Doyle goes on a trade mission to Spain. The kind governors go on all the time. But Doyle has something specific in mind for this trip. He's going to see Spain's high-speed rail network for himself and ride some of the trains. NPR reporter Jerome Sokolovsky is there that day to ask him about it. Good evening, Governor. What do you think of the trains? I think they're, they're, they're great. They are modern, clean, fast. Sokolovsky asks Doyle about the $8 billion set aside for high-speed rail funding in the stimulus. 
Doyle says he knows other states will want a piece of that money. But what we would do would be to improve the Chicago-Milwaukee line that's already very heavily used, but upgrade it, uh, bring in new trains, and then begin to have the build-out from Milwaukee to Madison. At this point, that's what the state's asking for, enough to upgrade the Milwaukee to Chicago rail line and start building out toward Madison. But over the next several months, the state's request grows. It starts at around $100 million and grows to $500 million and finally to more than $800 million. And in January of 2010, Jim Doyle holds a press conference at the state capitol in Madison to announce that Wisconsin is getting all of it. This is a 100% funded project. It is just a phenomenal moment. I mean, every single dime that we asked for, we have been granted. So today, there would be operating expenses in the future, the but in this moment, Doyle is thrilled. We will be making major investments to create thousands of jobs and improve our state's ability to create jobs for years to come. So you've probably heard politicians say this a million times. Everything they do is going to create jobs. You know the drill. But in 2010, people are still hurting from the Great Recession. An announcement like this, with guaranteed jobs, was a big deal. This was the stimulus in action. Frank Busalaki is there that day, standing next to Doyle. He remembers being proud. Other states got some of what they wanted. Wisconsin got all of it. The fact that this happened was just, you know, to me, it's said that the state of Wisconsin has arrived. However. <laughs> However. We can't afford this train. We don't want this train. And we don't need this train. Well, this whole process is just a sham. Ask your, your constituents. And you know what? They're not only going to say no, they're going to say hell no. Unfortunately, there's not a market for these trains. Nobody wants them. This isn't mass transit. This is elite transit. If the feds want to borrow from China to build this boondoggle, that's their right. But I certainly don't think the taxpayers of Wisconsin should jump on this train and provide... Not everyone was thrilled about the train. That's coming up on the next episode of Derailed. Derailed is reported and produced by me, Bridget Bowden, and Sean Johnson. We're produced by Hannah Haynes and Brad Kohlberg. Edited by Noah Ovshinsky. Music by Carl Christensen. Additional support from Adam Friedrich. Digital editing by Jenny Peek. Special thanks to Brent Bachman, Jerome Sokolovsky, and Wisconsin Eye. You can see more at wpr.org slash derailed.